When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's up, Geekscapists? Welcome to a brand new Geekscape podcast. I'm Jonathan, your host, and I've been your host for like 15 years. So if this is your first Geekscape, I'm just going to be like, where on the internet have you been? Like, It's not like podcasts were invented yesterday. It's just that during the pandemic, 800,000 of them have been started. I'm not even joking. I think that's an actual statistical number. 800,000 podcasts were started during the pandemic. They all got to like episode three and then dipped out. But here we are close to episode 600, for which we have some big plans. Um, And we're still going. So if this is your first Geekscape, throw us a subscribe. Go to your favorite like podcatcher app and be like, I want to subscribe to that Geekscape show and hit that and maybe hit that little share button, send it to your friends and be like, you should subscribe to this too. Uh, But you know what? Over the next hour, we're going to be talking movies and video games and comics and all the geek stuff. If you don't like it, hit that unsubscribe button. It's fine. We'll still be here for another 15 years. So um, you can always come back when you're feeling like it. Um, As for that episode 600, uh, let me get to that here in a bit. I just want to say that on the show, we have our good friend, Ben Cooper. He's a director. He's a a writer, director, filmmaker like myself. And he's got this Kickstarter project called Geek. It is a movie that he actually cast my brother in. So if you want to support Ben, who you're about to get to know, if you want to support my brother, Paul, who you all should know, if you've listened to Geekscape before, you may know him as former WWE pro wrestler, uh, Paul Lennon. I like to know him as my brother, Paul. Um, if you want to support them, the uh, URL, I'll just throw it up here right now is geekthemovie.com. That'll send you the Kickstarter. And they've got three days left as of this live stream to, um, make their goal. So we're going to talk through the incentives here later on in the show. We'll get to talk to Ben. We'll talk to Katie. We'll see what the movie is all about. And we're probably going to talk about your favorite 80s family films, you know, like the Goonies or E.T. or I I love Gremlins. Not, not so much the Let's Go on an Adventure movie, but you kind of get the same gist of uh, being a high schooler going up against life and death odds and not getting killed. Like, that's insane. But that's kind of the fun of those movies was why not, you know, uh, how many people did it endanger having movies like that? Did we think that way as kids? We're going to talk to Ben about all that stuff, but let's do a little bit of, uh, office work here at Geekscape. We do have episode 600 going on, uh, coming up. It's going to be a live stream. It's going to be an event. We're still trying to find a date for it, but, um, in all seriousness, it is going to be also in the memory of, um, Chris Ellis, our Geekscape audience member, longtime Geekscapist, uh, who passed away last month. Um, his wife, Sarah, also a Geekscapist. They met through this podcast, which is amazing to me. Uh, she said that the one thing that we can do to remember Chris is to donate blood. So we are going to start a blood drive with episode 600. It's going to last a month. It can last longer. You should just be donating blood. But I met with the folks at the UCLA Blood and Platelet Center last week to organize this blood drive, really talk about how we can do this thing nationally and what people need to do. Um, It's pretty dire. COVID really dented the blood donations nationwide. Um, Most of the blood donors are kids on college campuses and high schools. Obviously those got closed because of COVID. So that really dented donations. And then of course there was an increased hospital capacity that really drained a lot of those um, blood supplies. So let's do what we can to replenish it. Let's do it in Chris's name. Chris was one of us. Um, We're going to have a special 
uh, Geekscape 600. It's going to be part of a live stream. I want all y'all to be a part of it. So just know that that's happening. And I'm kind of stressed out putting it together, but Matt Kelly's uh, supporting us on it. And uh, Matt does a great job. I usually just be like, hey, can you help me do this? And Matt, Matt gets it done. So that will be Geekscape episode 600. And I'm looking forward to it, even though it comes to us under uh, sad circumstances. But let's celebrate Chris. Let's let's uh, let's um, put together a great, great cause. And, um, and Geekscape forever, right? That's what we say here, Geekscape forever. Speaking of Geekscape forever, I have a co-host on this show. And she's awesome. That's Katie right here. People talk uh, representation. They talk about diversity. Well, you have... Oh, what better than a white woman? <laughs> no, listen, listen, listen. listen. Yeah, yeah, listen. You have a, a, a half white, half Mexican kid as the host of the show. We got a, a woman on here. I think hey. we're doing all right. <laughs> I think we're doing, doing okay. We are. And I have to tell you, I, I have been saving my blood because uh, the American Red Cross loves my blood a lot because I'm O negative. And I also have some kind of certain thing that like they only give my blood to babies. So like I, it's like CNF. I don't know what the hell. It, okay. But it, like I have superhero blood like to the extent like I'm like the only time I'm 1% is with my blood. And then I have been saving my blood for this whole event okay. and i'm very excited i haven't given during covid because it scares me uh which i think it probably does for a lot of people uh but i'm very excited about this this event and then like the 600th episode it's gonna be fantastic um yeah i'm i'm i'm, I'm ecstatic i i you know the circumstances are awful but like i am very excited to be a part of this and and to be a part of the geek skate community to like honor Chris and to honor like all of the fans of the show. It's, mm-hmm. it's going to be great. And what, a, what a better way than to not only like donate something, but donate something that is literally of your own person. Yeah. I, I went over to Sarah's, our old Geekscape, Will Kistler was there. Brian Gilmore was there. It felt like a mini Geekscape reunion. Um, and we talked about, you know, putting things together for the blood drive. There's going to be stories from Geek, Geekscape is about Chris um and we're just gonna make it like a fun thing and it's gonna be celebratory and we're gonna educate people about it and when some of the people from the ucla blood and platelet center will be part of it we'll be talking about how you can donate locally wherever you are Mm. it's it's kind of what geekscape was built for we we just kind of want to celebrate our life as geeks our our collective lives of as geeks you know so let's let's do that speaking of our collective lives as geeks. Let's get a guy on here who's a filmmaker. He's, I think he's a bit of a geek himself. He's got to be. I mean, he's, he's got to be with a movie named Geek. He's got to be. He's got to be. Katie. Yeah. He's got to be a major geek. We're going to find out. Uh, this isn't a test. I don't want you to get nervous, Ben. But let's bring you on here. And you, you don't have to show us your geek cred. You don't need any of that. <laughs> you just got to yeah. tell us about this movie. This is director and writer Ben Cooper. He's got this movie, Geek. Tell me about this movie. Where did this come from? What I mean, really, like, what is this film? Tell me about Geek. Right. It's um, it's a sci-fi family movie, and uh, I've been kind of pitching it as uh, an '80s style uh, sci-fi family adventure because uh, that's kind of what I came up with, and I really feel that because uh, I don't know. I just feel like a lot of the current uh, kids movies or they're kind of like cotton candy, you know, uh, really light. Think, and yeah, I mean, we all grew up, let's just face it. I'll tell you I'm old, but <laughs> we, we, we grew up in like the golden age. I think of kids movies, we had the Goonies, we had the monster squad, which I'm partial to. A lot of people say, are you a Goonies person? Are you a monster squad person. I'm a monster squad person. We've had, you know what? I was just going to say, like, we've had Monster Squad people on the show, but we've also had Sean Astin on the show. We've had both Goonies and Monster Squads on the show. We should have them be on the show together and see. We should settle this. Emerging. Hmm. Okay. That being said, we had the Gremlins. We had the Explorers, two Dante movies that we all love. Um, What are some of the other 80s, like, kids' movies that were, like, really influential both to you? Because we can just keep talking about them all day. Like this sure. is what we grew up on. 
Well, of course, the ones you mentioned, but uh, I feel it's kind of my job to curate uh, this movie-going experience for my kids because uh, I made the mistake of uh, letting my son watch Earth to Echo before E.T., and now he's partial to Earth to Echo. I think he's crazy. Anyway, so just uh, just recently Whoa, we watched. That's not cool, but <laughs> no, I gotta nip that in the bud. So just recently we watched um, uh, uh, Time Bandits. Wow, that blew their wow. hair back. I mean, could Time Bandits be made today? I don't think so. Uh, we watched, yeah, uh, and then we watched Stand by Me, which people argue, well, that's not a kids film, but. Uh, when you're a 12 year old and you're watching that for the first time in the theater, that, that is made for you. So, uh, so I, I kind of disagree on that, but, and, uh, revisiting these things, uh, there's, I see influences in my own work that I didn't even know was there, you know, that I was, sure. I just kind of draw on, on this stuff and uh not in a, a rip off kind of way i hope <laughs> but right. uh, it's just it like it, it just becomes like part it. of you yeah. you know yeah well and it, it, that's kind of the, like the lovely thing about 80s at least adventure movies is that like there was just so much to be had and there was just like so much left up to the imagination that like it feels like, this movie especially i mean all i know is from the kickstarter stuff which uh if you have it please go ahead and check out the geek the movie.com um it's a fantastic promo for this movie it seems really exciting a lot of a lot of the adventure movies it, it's like maybe it's animation right now or whatnot but like these kinds of movies doesn't it doesn't feel like that you know there's as much as a full push as there used to be of these kind of like action adventure like discovery type of movies right and again we grew up in the golden age of this stuff yeah uh i hear that earth to echo is a really good movie i liked this uh King Arthur movie that came out a few years ago that, that Joe Cornish yeah. did. I thought that was a really fun throwback style to the uh, 80s movies we grew up on. I think a lot of people skipped it. Um, and then there's always like Attack the Block, which was like a really cool movie that's getting a sequel. And that one, what? You know, that one gave us John Boyega. You didn't know this, Katie? And you call I yourself a geek. I know. It's awful. They I announced can't... a sequel to Attack the Block. These are fun movies. But again, the the golden age of this stuff was in the eighties, which was your favorite. Would you say Ben? Cause I've already said that monster squad. Uh, no, I'm going to go with gremlins. Okay. Gremlins wow. just barely edges out monster squad, but uh, which would be your favorite when it comes to these kids movies? Uh, it's for me, it was probably uh, kind of a tie between ET and Goonies, um, mm. which, and it's funny cause they're kind of different, you know, they're different tones, you know, but uh, the thing that these all have in common is uh, w when you're a kid and you're watching this, you know, they're really about something. You know, they're about these experiences and uh, these hardships. And, uh, and I think uh, that's a little lacking today because the, whoever's making these movies, they're not – I mean, if you think about the people that were making those movies. They were kind of the greats, right? I mean, and they could kind of do what they wanted, Right. You, you know, at that at, by the time uh, Spielberg made E.T., he had already invented the blockbuster, you know. So I, so uh, I think also, Ben, that these are people who grew up in the first like movie houses. Because when, when you look at when you look at, you know, Raiders of the Lost Ark, that is such a throwback to those serialized, you know, shows. Right. Um they grew up on Flash Gordon. They grew up on serialized stuff. It, it had its own unique kind of juxtaposition of all those things that they loved and were influenced by. Um, and yes, like you said, now that they've invented the blockbuster, they're able to cut loose and make films. They're also in a position like you are yourself. They are having their kids and they're making content for their kids. Um I think that today's a different breed. I think today we have people who were those kids now making uh the films and they do feel like fan films of that earlier stuff and i think that's the danger is that mm -hmm. they are you know we, we've seen the pattern um and i don't mean to call too many people you know anybody out but you do end up seeing a film that is 
a love letter to that stuff, but is tied way too tightly to it to where it becomes just kind of feels insincere. It feels processed. It almost feels like a, like a, like an imitation rather than something unique, like an attack the block, which felt unique. Like um, that Joe Cornish. I mean, that's two Joe Cornish's movies. He did the, he did attack the block and he did the last one with the King Arthur stuff. Um, it's tough to do, man. Well, uh, this is the way I approach it. Uh, when I was starting filmmaking, uh, one of my heroes was Sam Raimi. You know, not you know, obviously he had a brilliant style, but it was really his story about coming up, making his independent movies that, that really attracted me. And um, and I realized early on, it's like uh, making a movie on the set, getting your coverage, all that technical stuff uh that's so difficult that i'm not going to achieve a level of style like sam raimi so i just went about my business telling the story that's what i try to focus on. i tell the story and then if there is style if i have a style it just kind of comes out because that stuff all those old classics they're like part of my being now right and so i can't help <laughs> right. but use that those i have this bag of tricks you know that i use and some of it is uh just really informed by that stuff i can't even help it really so i don't go out of my way to make to, i'm not trying to go out of my way to make the next et but you watch geek yeah you're gonna see those influences and hopefully in a good way like in a nostalgia way uh sure. i did a horror picture go ahead no, no, go ahead, go ahead, please. Oh, okay, Katie, Katie, please. Okay. I know, I gotta <laughs> shut the fuck up. Katie, listen, <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I'll erase the diversity on this show real fast. You keep that up, all right, sister? All right, we'll go back to. I'll, I'll bring on Matt Kelly and Shane and Derek. It'll be Boys Club real white fast. Guy, white guy, all Canadian right? white guy. Yep. Yeah, Canadian no, white it. guys are the really white guys. They're like, right. they're, they're exception to diversity. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, they're, they're Canadian white guys are just shy of South African white guys. No. Who are whiter, <laughs> if only because of apartheid. Oh, All right. Oh, we're, we're getting political so here. Many, uh -huh. so they're many the, they are arguably the whitest of the white guys. And I will oh, bring dear. them right in here if you keep interrupting our guest. As if he, uh, he just had to sit through <laughs> me saying this. So I'm a hypocrite. All right, Ben, you were saying. Oh, I don't, I don't know. What was I saying? <laughs> I just destroyed the show. He completely banished his thought. But no, you were talking about the filmmaking process and the influences that came from like all these different types of movies. Oh, this yeah, is just, why she's on the show. Just, uh, you know, uh, yeah, 80s style, right, I guess. Uh, and when I was writing this script back in 2016, um, uh, I had just finished... And then Stranger Things came out and I looked mm. at it and I thought, damn, because that guy, he has a wrist rocket and I have a wrist rocket and they got a, you know, and I, it just, I just came to the conclusion. I'm probably around the same age as those guys that made Stranger Things. And so we're drawing from the same, the, you know, the same pool of ideas. Ben, I'm not, not going to reveal to you their ages. They're okay. two brothers. They went to Chapman University and they are younger than us. Oh, and, no kidding. Uh, <laughs> I think they're I think they're fantastic. Yay! I I love I love Stranger Things. I think that you're exactly right. They celebrated without exactly copying or you know the thing is it's like learning to drive the car and you can't look at the guardrail. You just have to look straight ahead and do your own thing and drive the car because if you look too much at the parameters that you're trying to stay within then that's when you crash into the guardrail, right? Um, yeah. So you just have to have confidence. And I th and again, that doesn't make it easy. Like you said, getting the coverage, making a film, making some something cohesive and relatable at the same time is a real big challenge. A lot of filmmakers don't do it. Most films, they're bad. But you got to keep going <laughs> for it. What are you going to do? Not. I was thinking about this the other day because I'm, I'm getting close to pre-production and I'm psyching myself out. As we add actors to this project, I'm getting a little freaked. And I said, and this is what I said to myself, you ready for this mantra, Ben? And maybe you take it, or maybe you think it's idiotic, like my diatribe about Canadian people. You have to risk making something bad if you're going to make something good. Like, you just have to risk making something bad. You have to look at that fear that you're going to fail, and you have to look at it directly and just go at it 
or you're not going to make something good. I mean, is that yeah. not advice for all artists across the board? Like, yeah. you have you have to have some kind of boldness. And look, I I only know about your project through Kickstarter, and the Kickstarter is not something that I feel like I would like call like <laughs> like shockingly bold. Like, it, it's a well, what are you it, saying? I'm saying that like it feels like a really good film at its core. And I'm very excited to see this and I'm very excited to contribute to this film. Um, it doesn't feel like you're like going crazy on any kind of concept. Like it feels like a, like a really solid family film that like, you know, look, there are many ideas that we have seen and we have read and we have experienced that like are like out there and, uh, you know, they're like, oh yeah, that's bold. All of us have it. And it's not. It's It's not. not. It's It's like... (laughs) It's been 20 years and people have forgotten what it was ripping off. And I think that Earth Echo is a good film, but it is very much influenced by E.T. I think Earth Echo is great. I think I'm Facebook friends with the day directed Earth Echo and I've heard sadly horror stories about the way he was treated on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. Oh no. Um, yeah. And a uh, good dude. I have no idea how I ended up becoming friends with this dude on Facebook, but he directed Earth to Echo. He had then went on to do Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, the live action one for Michael Bay. I heard horror stories, but I heard Earth to Echo is great. Is it E.T.? I think it is. How is your, how is geek different? The story is about this, kid who discovers an abandoned piece of alien technology that has a personality and he has to protect it from scavengers while getting his friends together to rescue it, revive it, and hopefully send it back to space. Did I do a good job of surmising the film? Uh, yeah, pretty much. But, um, but tell like, tell I, us more. sure. Uh, like I said, uh, the, the thing I liked about those classics is that they were really about the kid. It was, I mean, and when you watch ET, it's not really about ET, is it? I mean, he was he was uh, he was adorable, right? <laughs> but um, and then so this this was kind of inspired by uh, my experience with my son. Uh, you know, we had a hard time together, uh, and because I didn't know it at the time, but he had ADHD. In fact, both my boys do, and um, and so so there was we would have this experience say when I was helping him with his math homework and he would just hit a wall and, uh, and then shut down and he was, wasn't listening. He was going through the motions and I got mad, you know, because I got a, I personally, I got an anger problem and that, that goes back to my other movie, my monster movie. That that's all about that. But that's another it's story. A Hulk. It's <laughs> like, uh, it's like, an, uh, you know, the Hulk is sort of like a, an anger metaphor, a, a lack of control metaphor. Yeah. It's kind of like that thing. We, yeah. yeah. Well, that, that's not what geeks about the geeks about right. this, this guy. And I cast Paul London because, uh, never heard of him. <laughs> he's, he's a good actor. Uh, kind of a, but I, I felt like that the role of the dad needed kind of a jock, you know, this uh, really capable guy. But when it comes to his son, he he's clueless, like I was, because I, I come to realize that I gotta. It, it's not his problem; it's my problem. I have to transform myself, and mm. uh, that that took a while to to figure out. And so um, I had just done a kids movie, a talking horse movie uh, that I co-produced, uh, called My Best Friend. And it was a great experience. And uh, and I wanted to do another kid's movie. And so Geek just kind of poured out of me, right? It was my experience with my son, plus all this uh, this material that I've just absorbed by osmosis watching these great movies, you know? And right. um, and so that, that was the product. So is it like E.T.? Yeah, in a lot of ways, I guess. But that's I didn't go out of my way to do that, you know? Uh, David Lynch... Uh, likes to say something he says it over and over uh he's just trying to arrive at something that is correct it feels correct right and so that's how i approach that's how i approach it i don't i'm not going out of my way to make a a, a, an, a homage <laughs> or a right. rip off or anything like that i just want to oh, do totally. something that feels correct and uh, if you go out of your way if you try to make a cult movie right it's not going to be a cult movie right so i don't try right. i just try to do something this correct 
I hope that's it. No, I think I, it feels it feels <laughs> it feels very much like like the David where it's just like you know the marble isn't the David, but it's like I need to carve him out of the David. You know, like it, it's like it's there. I just need to like take away the pieces that aren't the David. Um, and it it seems like, especially to me, like none of this feels at least in like some of the thing the promotional material i've seen it like it doesn't feel derivative it feels inspired but it doesn't feel derivative by any means like it feels like something of its own and more active in a way too like the kids are like trying to correct this thing that they don't really know too much about which is fascinating to me like and especially in this day and age and from that perspective of like 80s movies and all that like correcting something that like they're not totally sure about that's it's a really cool motif that like i don't think a lot of filmmakers have actually touched on they're not giving themselves radiation poisoning in the course of doing that (laughs) i hope not Uh, uh, (laughs) i mean i mean this thing came from outer space (laughs) i'm just saying you know, I'm just saying maybe there was a draft where the kids are like, oh, and at the end, it, maybe just like fade out. And then, you know, how like everybody loves the Stand By Me ending because it's tragic. Maybe <laughs> after the credits it fade up and say, hey, the kids all got radiation poisoning from helping this alien go back. Why to space. would you do I, that? You know what? Just to Why? ground it, just to <laughs> get, make people think you can't just go finding space stuff without repercussions. All right, Katie. No, I'm London. kidding. London. I'm kidding. This is now the movie's wholesome. I don't let John. Listen, you already got one London brother in there don't have me come in there and ruin it all right ben you stick to your guns ben i, I gotta ask how was how was it working with paul was he he hasn't been made more, yet why did i want to know why he cast the guy i just want to know is he more enjoyable than working with jonathan like what's what's the deal here <laughs> well we haven't been on set together yet see about gee i guess 2009 ish i was uh i was casting for my monster movie primitive which i kind of mentioned and he came in and he gave a great reading. And uh, and then I realized, oh, he's kind of a celebrity too. If I was smart, I would cast this guy. But I didn't do it because I had already cast the lead. And I felt like there was like a little, I don't know, like a little chem. It didn't feel correct. There was like a chemistry sure. thing. And uh, and if I was smarter, yeah, if I was smarter, I would have figured out a way to make it work. But, uh, but I kept him in mind. And then I wanted to do this sci-fi uh, action thing. And he came over to my place, and uh, we did a screen, uh, uh, you know, a reading. And uh, he did a great job, and it just now that thing didn't didn't fly. But I just keep I kept them in mind, and uh, and so he was really excited when I sent him this. I uh, think when I sent him this project, and uh, uh, he seemed really down for it. So I'm really happy to finally be doing something with him. And I think he's perfectly cast because he's kind of playing a movie version of me he's like me with abs <laughs> um hey, always he, the dream <laughs> you know he's, well he, he kind of looks like he, he, yeah. he kind of looks he could he could be my son's dad i mean you know he he looks like he could be <laughs> I've, I've i've heard at times that he's like me with abs as well um but uh i gotta tell you um i'm just excited that he's part of this movie and i know paul's excited about it too uh, and Geekscapists, I do implore you, like if you're listening to this on the podcast or you're watching this right now on the live feed, go to geekthemovie.com, check out the Kickstarter. We're going to look at the incentives here in a little bit and see how you could be a part of it. Please support it. They only have a few days left as of the live streaming of this uh, episode. And they're so, so close. They're so close. They're getting really close. Um, I I, I got to tell you, though, um, I, I'm just glad, Ben, that you're going to get them off the streets for a while. I I worry about him as his older brother. I'm like, I hope Paul's okay. I hope he's hanging out with the right crowd. You seem like the right crowd, Ben. I'm okay with him hanging out with you for the making of this movie. Because, listen, I don't want him hanging around with any, you know, 'er ne'er-do-wells, anybody like that. Degenerates, yeah. Yeah, degenerates. And uh, and so I'm asking the audience right now, do me a favor, all right? You owe me for 15 years of free content. Get on this Kickstarter thing, geekthemovie.com. Donate to geekthemovie.com. Go take a look at the incentives. Help me not worry about my brother for like a month, all right, while he makes this film. Just can you do that for me? Because I worry. Big bro worries. How good people work with good people. Like, we already know (laughs) Jonathan is, like, should not be near this. So... 
people help Paul become something that like Ben can actually work with. You know, like let them meet, let them hang out, let them create a beautiful movie that is beyond E.T. You know what, Katie? I don't know where you're going with this, but I'll just tell you this. Give my parents a son they can be proud of. All right? Like, please. That's what it comes down to. Give my parents a son they can be proud of. Paul's the only hope. All right? Like, you got to get him in this movie. Donate your freaking money at thegeekthemovie.com. Please. Please do it for Ben. Do it for the message. That's the thing. I, I, uh, I I, I, I don't really follow wrestling, but... But I have a soft spot. I, I've always had a soft spot for wrestlers that become actors for some reason. You know, Roddy Pipe. Well, I'm dating myself, right? But but when I was no, paying attention, when I was paying paying attention to wrestling, it was like Roddy Piper. It was Andre the Giant, and it was Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. And um, and I mean, I don't know. There's something about that. Uh, you know, it was because probably because they're born entertainers, and and Paul was really entertaining too. So. Um, it's, well, that, I guess they were just really entertaining. <laughs> if that if that ain't the thing, Lundy, did I ever tell you about the time that I auditioned for the Women of Wrestling, the Wow? No. Or the uh, it's is it Glow? Is it the Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling, or is it, it was, something else? It was the Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling, but then it became the Women of Wrestling. So. Okay, they couldn't get the license or whatever it is. Well, they created Glow originally and then they decided because of the show on Netflix, which is a great show, um, they then created the Women of Wrestling. And I I came up with two wrestling names, which got oh. me a callback and I had to go into a ring. And I have a bad back, so it's not really working out. But uh, I came up with the two wrestling names um, <laughs> oh, Bipolar Bear uh, so, <laughs> which is a nice little shout out for my mom. Um, and then, oh, what was the other one? Oh, Beast Infection. That was... Katie. <laughs> they made me laugh. They, they laughed so hard <laughs> that they were like, we need to bring her back. <laughs> Your wrestling name was going to be Beast Infection? Beast Infection, yeah. <laughs> this is why that happened on <laughs> the one show where my robot character was... Uh, it was the only thing I could think of at the moment, but like Beast Infection was legitimately going to be the thing that I might have actually become a wrestler for. <laughs> Katie, that might be your new nickname on. <laughs> I think that this is Fair. like that. You're really damning yourself here, as as Matt That's Kelly just fine. said. Wrestling names are not the same as roller derby names. Okay, show us some respect. Like those are straight up roller derby names. Those Fair are. N- oh my god, Katie. That listen. If, if Bolt T nothing- is over on Twitch saying, "Oh my god, Katie, you just shocked the audience." Listen, Beast <laughs> Infection, stop I, it. I, I legitimately, I went to Pasadena for the callback and I was in the ring and like I had to do flips and stuff and like all this stuff. Uh, like we ended up like like changing the name and I, I nearly was a, rest, a female wrestler. But yeah, no, I agree. Ben. Wow. <laughs> Katie, that's just, wow. Know. You know what? Maybe we leave the writing to Ben Cooper here. <laughs> fair enough, uh, fair <laughs> Uh, ben, you, you had some success with the script so far, and I want the Geekscapists to know that because I want you all to know that you're investing in a story that's, uh, you know, it's a little bit uh, proven. It's tested. Uh, t- tell us about what you do. I mean, I do the same thing. When you have a script, you want to you want to test it, and the best way to do that is send it to some of the trusted uh, screenwriting competitions. Do you have success doing that with the script for Geek? Uh, yeah, and uh, we were uh, a semifinalist in the ScreenCraft family screenplay contest and uh i was pretty excited about that um uh i I don't remember the percentages but uh but uh but that was pretty cool ordinarily i don't enter uh contests and or even film festivals sometimes i do if it's it's like really special or free (laughs) but uh (laughs) Fair enough. But, uh, there are plenty of film festivals that you can submit to for much money. Yeah, you can really I wanted like, to... rack up some debt doing that. Yeah, yeah, but I, I like that they had this category just dedicated to family movies. They also have a sci-fi version and an action category, and so on. So, uh, so the timing was right, and it, it seemed seemed like a good way to go. Well, Ben, the let me just put this. I mean, I. 
the screencraft screenwriting competition is actually one of the bigger ones. That I mean, it's one that gets a, like thousands and thousands of submissions every year. And yes, it does narrow things into categories like family, like action, drama, sci-fi. But even within those categories, there are still thousands of submissions. It is a major screenwriting competition. So uh, the fact that you were a semifinalist in that category is actually pretty good. And it shows that we have a script here that can actually make a pretty good movie. Um, let's get in there. Let's finance this thing and let's not mess it up. Like let's, let's, let's keep going. And it's kind of crazy when you make a movie, you're like, okay, the script has been signed off by enough people that I don't think it's bad. Okay. The script is good. Now I can mess up the next part and you got to get to the next part. But again, yeah. as I said earlier, you have to run the risk of making something bad if you're going to make something good, some people, they just talk about movies. They just talk about making films and they don't get out of their own door. Um, if, if we're talking about like stepping up to bat, we had Jamie Kennedy on the show a few weeks ago and his bed. And when I was saying, Hey, these people won't even swing. He says they won't even get in the car and go to the ballpark. Some of the people who just talk about films, it, it takes a lot to risk failure. And the one thing I got to say, and I, and this is, we should make this a geekscape shirt is if you're going to fail, like fail spectacularly, like really go for it and make something that you, yeah, like make something that you're going to believe in, make something that's at least memorable and make, and just put your all into it. And you know, if it stings then it's going to sting in a great way. And then what's crazy is you find somebody who's like, Hey, that movie that was maligned by critics or this and that. And I don't think that's going to be geek. I think people will love it. That's my favorite movie. You're going to make somebody's favorite movie every yeah. time you make something, you know, it yeah. just comes down to how big that audience is. Yeah. It, everything about making a movie is it just intimidating. And I mean, once you've done it sure. a couple of times, then, then it becomes more of like, Oh, this is a process. You know, you take these steps and so on. But uh, this was my first Kickstarter and it was a pretty big amount. I mean, you hear about these, these fellas raising six figures and, or, or I, I, I'm not even talking about like these uh, these big movie stars that are raising millions. Just just like sure. six figures is amazing, and and this is uh, this is a nice chunk of money and high high probability of failure. And so I I, I figured, uh, well, you're, if this fails, it's going to be of your, you're about ninety percent of your goal. Uh, uh, the last oh, I looked, Katie, yeah, yeah, we come a, we come a long way, but at the beginning there. I didn't, I didn't know what was going to happen. And, uh, and I figured, well, uh, if it fails, it's going to fail in a really public way. I will just disappear and retire. Right. And I'll just, no. I have other things I could be doing, but, um, but in the process, you know, there's been so much goodwill and reconnecting with old friends and, and stuff of that nature. It's like, at this point, and I think, and I'm very optimistic we're going to make it. But if we didn't, uh, it wouldn't be uh, it wouldn't be as as so humiliating as, as I had imagined. Uh, sad, definitely. <laughs> so I definitely want to make it. But uh, can I tell you a story uh, about a little company called Geekscape, <laughs> and they were co-producing a film um, called Doc of the Dead. is a documentary. It ended up being financed by Epics. It premiered at South by Southwest. It did well. But we started that movie with a failed Kickstarter campaign. And we did this in 2012, 2013. And maybe Alexander, who I love, doesn't want me telling this story. Uh, he's the director of the film. But um, we were uh, Alexander was coming off of People vs. George Lucas. We wanted to do a zombie doc- culture documentary about like our obsession with zombies. This is circa 2012. We had George Romero in the trailer. We got Simon Pegg, who'd just been on Geekscape. We got him in the trailer. We had a trailer that had like two of the top zombie people in them. So we got Z- Simon Pegg, a couple more people, George Romero. How could this thing fail? We launched this Kickstarter, and this is no joke, Geekscape. If y'all remember this Kickstarter, it failed. And it, I mean, there were, you know, keep in mind, we were doing a lot of things wrong. The last week of the Kickstarter was Thanksgiving week. It was also going, oh, it was a bad decision strategically. People are spending time with their families. They're starting to put their money together for Christmas gifts. They're not looking to maybe like donate to a Kickstarter and stuff like that. So we did a lot of things wrong, and we learned a lot in that first Kickstarter campaign. What it also did, though, 
was it did get the trailer out there in ultimately you know, Epic stepped in and said, you know what, <laughs> Kickstarter, Schmickstarter, we'll just pay for the movie and we'll get it done. And and that kind of stuff does happen. It doesn't mean that that's what we're relying on here with Geek. We got to get this thing at least to the stage that uh, we can get this Kickstarter financed and um, let's get them up and going again. Like, let's give my parents a son they can be proud of. Let's let's get <laughs> let's get let's get Paul up here. Um, let's talk a little bit more about the Kickstarter. I also want to like. Say, Paul is not the only person in the movie that's recognizable. Who else is in the film? We've got um, Paul, but also Vernon G. Wells, who you geeks will recognize from Commando, Road Warrior, Weird Science. We've already talked about Inner Space and how we love that Joe Dante movie. Um, what else is going on with this that I think the geeks gave us would, would be into? Yeah, well, Vernon, uh, I had the pleasure of working with him on a, a previous movie, uh, Edgar Allan Poe's Lighthouse Keeper, and he played he played the Lighthouse Keeper. He's amazing and a total class act. And uh, so I was really really happy that he came on to do this. And um, and he was uh, he he was a little he was wondering how come these uh, pathways to doing more family oriented movies had been opening up for him. And I explained to him, you know you played these badass characters, but, but that was all from my childhood. And so when I think about Wes, I, that's warm, fuzzy nostalgia for me. And so all the people like me are now, you know, they're, they, they can see you in that light, you know? So, uh, uh, but uh, he hadn't thought about that, but uh, so we, we have these, these fellas and um, we have, uh, uh, all these awesome kids two of them are my boys i think it makes perfect sense that they're in it it's their story so sure um got kai uh and uh dylan and oh and there's my there's my sister-in-law rachel and that's your sister-in-law yeah she's been in all of my movies since she was like 13 years old so what? and uh and now she's co-producing this with me What's and funny about Rachel, again, I don't know how we're Facebook friends necessarily, but we looked up as Facebook friends and she sent me a message and said, so your brother's in this movie that I'm producing. And and, and, uh, and I was like, oh, uh, I didn't know Ben. I've held my brother out enough times. OK, but as soon as Rachel sent me the <laughs> message, I was like, oh, we got to get Ben on Geekscape. Notice Paul's not here. Um, and we got to get him on here and we got to promote this geek thing and get it going. No, I, I love my brother. And I actually asked if my brother was going to be at the um, the Kickstarter wrap-up event that's happening in Los Angeles this Thursday. It's also a fundraiser. But uh, I was like, hey, Paul, are you going to be at the fundraising event on Thursday at the uh, Barcade? And Paul was like, huh, what? <laughs> like, So I'll make sure that that he knows all about it and, and sure. gets there. But Rachel's awesome. Um it looks like some of these incentives Geeks gave us started just $10. And if that's what you got, that's what you got. Um, I know from doing Kickstarter and crowdfunding campaigns that $10 is really valuable. And and, yeah. uh, and uh, the majority of a lot of uh, things from uh, Patreons to, to Kickstarters are at that lowest level. And you get a lot of them because people just want to support and show their goodwill and get behind the project. So don't overlook if if you can do the ten dollars. Don't overlook it. Um, skip the coffees this week and get the ten dollars. But if you can do twenty five, you'll get not just the social media shout outs, but you'll also get an, the the actual movie. So let's just pre order the movie. Let's spend twenty five bucks. Let's pre order the digital download of the movie. You also get the movie poster. Forget about you, that Postmates order that you're going to think about doing mm-hmm. on Friday. Like, look, we all get it. Like, you didn't want to cook, but hey, you've got some chicken in the freezer. Don't, Vin Diesel's doing fine. Don't be watching the Fast 9 this weekend. Watch Fast 9 next weekend. But now you can put $25 towards uh, Geek, and then you can watch Fast 9 next weekend with the Vin Diesel. Exactly. And we you get two movies. Diesel. Then you get two movies. If you watch the Vin Diesel this weekend and the $25 goes towards the Vin Diesel this weekend, you only get to see one movie. If you watch the Vin Diesel the next weekend, you get two movies. So $25 this weekend for Geek, 
You get to pre-order the movie. You're going to get it. Next weekend, you get the Vin Diesel Vroom Vroom movie, and you're going to be double happy. So don't be doing no Vroom Vroom movie unless you've donated $25 to Geek. We don't want that Vroom Vroom. Okay? Hold off on the Vroom Vroom Vin Diesel. Uh, We're coming after you, Vin Diesel. We're coming after you. (laughs) Vin's a geek. I hear he's a cool dude. I'm down. Seems like You're you're welcome on the show anytime, but I got to tell you, geeks are a priority right now. But there's all sorts of stuff here. The $100 reward gets the digital movie soundtrack. You get to see the screenplay. Uh, semi-finalist screenplay you get mm-hmm. an art book um let's talk a little bit about the crew you've got i mean this this thing ben you this is a sci-fi movie i gotta ask you are you crazy for making a sci-fi movie at an independent budget level but then i look at some of the people you've hired robert miller um mike uh but i just gonna i'm gonna botch this name Bozilich. Uh, yeah. Gregory Paul Smith, who I've been talking to on uh, Facebook, you've got some professionals here, man. So you might just be able to pull this thing off in style. Talk about putting this team together. Oh yeah, it's uh, you know uh, I uh, you know I had been talking to Robert about uh, uh, that unrelated project, the sci-fi action thing that didn't pan out, and uh, but he came through for this. And uh, the thing about Robert is, yeah, he he works on these giant movies going back all the way to uh, uh, The Running Man and um, with Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know? I love that movie. Yeah. <laughs> Cross the T's and dot the I's. Yeah, so, but he also works on uh, independent films, so he doesn't discriminate. He just likes to... He, well, stuff. for us, he did uh, the concept art, uh, designing geek, and um, but he's also a maker, so he'll... He's heavy into the costume department, special props and stuff. He's like one of the best guys uh, in the business in that area. So, so yeah, that what a what a score that that he was. Yeah. And Ben, this is what's going to happen. All right, we're going to make this happen. If you you know, we're going to manifest it. It's like the secret. Y'all read Oprah here on Geekscape. What is what we're going to do? Of course, it's Geekscape. We're going to we're going to hit this goal. Are you going to make the movie up in Portland? Are you going to make the movie in Oregon where maybe there's a, a little bit more of an indie mindset up there? Not so many well, of the unions yeah. you got to pay down here in LA where like that movie, that money dries up in three seconds. Not, definitely not Georgia. Okay. You can stretch uh, I, the, you can make it look better in in Oregon, I think. Oh yeah. Well, uh, yeah, we are going to shoot up here. I, I, I grew up in California and I'm a California boy and, and it took me a while to tweak my mind and to turn like, I I kind of pictured it in California, right? Like where I was a kid. And um but uh then I, I started thinking about all the great movies that were shot up here, you know. I mean, just from the our list, right? We got Yeah, uh, the Goonies was Goonies, shot up there, right? Stand by Me was shot up here. Yeah. Uh, you know, just a, a ton of stuff uh so I'm totally blanking on right now, but no, it's okay though, but <laughs> it's on the, the, side. Pac- the Pacific Northwest is incredible yeah. and Oregon specifically I think I don't know. It's just a magical place. And I don't know the tax incentive stuff that's going on in in Oregon. We've been researching it for my project um, that is not going to be shot in Oregon. Um, But it, it, this just seems cool. The reason I ask is if my brother makes this movie, I want to pack him a lunch. I worry. That's what I do. So, you know, (laughs) you know, let's, let's get him up there in Oregon. I'll pack him a lunch or something uh lunchables or something i don't know it's a kids movie like you're gonna want to pack like kids food so let's get him some lunchables some bagel bites um but just, make sure I make sure he like waits it. okay you're gonna have like some kind of like set like gift thing yeah can that, i cater like, it that that, <laughs> that paul will specifically have and it's just gonna be like a bunch of pepperonis and a couple mm-hmm. blocks of cheddar cheese mm-hmm. and maybe a trisket like okay, one kitty. trisket <laughs> Katie, I want to ask you a question, okay? Is yeah, there okay. is there anything more painful <laughs> the bag than crafty? No, no. Is there anything more painful than not waiting that minute before you shove the bagel bite in your mouth? <laughs> like that is that's magma, right? Like that's the that's the like that that crap is the inside of a volcano, right? I don't have feeling on the roof of my mouth for a reason. I mean, Be- because you couldn't <laughs> wait to eat the bagel bite. Now I'm no. saying is, ha- have you seen a pro wrestler eat? I mean, I know I'm asking. I know I'm asking I, beast infection. But, thank you. But thank, thank you I for my listen to this, Ben. Ben, I've been with these pro wrestlers when they go to these Korean all-you-can-eat barbecues. <laughs> they pretty much find very quickly that it is not all you can eat. 
I've seen them get kicked out of the places because they will eat them under the table. And these poor places will go bankrupt and run out of food. Um, just, I'm not saying don't cast Paul. The boy eats a lot. I'm going to pack him a lunch, send him up there with some bagel bites. Just make sure that he waits a minute or two for it to cool off before he shoves it in his mouth. The boy's a very hungry kid. Uh, All right. Ben, when you do crafty, maybe just budget a little bit extra for Paul. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. So, may, so like, look, we're we're about ninety percent for this Kickstarter, guys. Go over, get like, donate over what you would think if you were thinking about donating twenty five dollars. Donate forty just yeah. for Paul. It, like, yeah. let's do it for Paul's food budget. You got to understand, Geekscape is like. Ben didn't know this. He he knew about wrestling. He wanted to see, get a wrestler in his film. Paul's a good actor. And trust me, Ben, you've auditioned Paul. Who do you think shoots a lot, shot a lot of his audition videos? <laughs> this guy. This guy. I've shot so many of Paul's reads. It, like, hey, can we? Can you help me out with an with a audition? When Paul first moved to LA, I'm shooting all of his auditions and giving him direction and stuff like that. So um, all I'm saying, Geekscape, is... Click here on the link uh, that you see on the screen. If you uh, go to geekthemovie.com, if you're listening on the podcast, go to geekthemovie.com, throw some money at this. And like Katie said, throw another 50% on there. Just a little just bit for, more. Just a little bit more a little for more. Paul's, I, Paul's I know bagel I'm going bites. To. <laughs> yeah, a little bit more for Paul's bagel bites. Listen, we need a couple more Welch's fruit snacks to <laughs> appease. <laughs> I love how, how if you're going to make a kid's movie, just feed them like they're children. <laughs> it's also such a set thing to have Welch's fruit snacks. Can we talk about that? Like, like that was like my main go-to. I went when I was on set, and they had Lunchables slash uh, the like the peanut butter and jelly, like the sandwiches that are yeah, like, but they're already made peanut butter and jelly, and they come they, packaged together. Yeah, but there's mm. they're uncrustables. Uh, That's what it is. Uncrustables. The there's no crust on them. I kid you not. Listen, I know there's I'm probably crack to, on them, but there's no I'm crust. I'm supposed to be fit. I'm supposed to be eating healthy. I won't. I will go to those uncrustables one hundred percent of the time. Anyway, what we need you to all to know is that like there is a big budget and it's mostly for food. So let's get some uncrustables on the set of Geek. All right. <laughs> let's, let's just you know what? Let's just aim for this Kickstarter goal. We got a couple days left, Geekscape. Or that's really what we want you to do. Um, Gregory Paul Smith said, Hey, y'all remember that scene in Gremlins 2 with Hulk Hogan? We do. And this scene is one of the most talked about scenes in Geekscape history, not just on Geekscape, but on the Horror Movie Night podcast that we also have under the Geekscape umbrella. We, we have like 12 shows here at the Geekscape Network. Um, we love talking about that Gremlins 2 scene because when I remember seeing it in the theater, there's a version with Hulk Hogan and there's also a version with John Wayne. Uh, which what? Scene, yes. Yes. Yep. There is a version with John Wayne. Ben, did you know about this? It's a VHS, I think, version. Yeah. Matt Kelly's in the chat. He can uh, correct me if I'm wrong. But I believe that Hulk Hogan was the theatrical version and the DVD version, this and that. But I believe that the, the part where the gremlins kind of break the fourth wall and are tearing up the theater, there's a John Wayne varmints version with uh, some some dubbing getting rid of the gremlins little factoid here the john wayne part was for vhs only i was correct matt kelly thank you he uh says the john wayne part is for vhs only so i'm dating myself as well um when gremlins 2 went to vhs that was it they had to remove the john wayne part off the vhs tape because people thought their vcrs were broken is the other thing (laughs) um so if you watch gremlins in the movie theater which i did um, we were all like, oh, wow, the, gr- the gremlins are ripping up the screen. And, and Hulk Hogan interrupts and breaks the fourth wall and says, gremlins in my theater. And he threatens the gremlins and they leave. When it went to VHS, the tape becomes scrambled and broken. And Hulk Hogan, or John Wayne corrects them and runs them off. But people were returning the VHSs because the scrambling and everything that the gremlins caused, caused people to just stop the tape and return it. Maybe we don't do that on the VHS release of Geek. Maybe we don't do that. Again, Geekscape is, you're going to get the movie if you just at least donate $25. You're going to get the movie in a digital version. Uh, are y'all thinking about doing some home video stuff on this Kickstarter here, um, Ben? Yeah, we offer a, a Blu ray as well. I mean, I guess it, 
I think everybody has a Blu-ray player. Well, if you have a player, it's going to be a Blu-ray now, right? They, they're so common. But oh, yeah. uh, but I, I just love, I, you know, I love the physical. I, I'm not going to go so far as to say I love VHS because whenever I used to make something really special and then it would go to VHS, it just turned it to oatmeal. So I don't have a love. <laughs> for, I don't have that nostalgia for VHS. But um, but uh, we are offering a Blu-ray, and I'm just going to try and pack it with as much value as possible because you know, otherwise you just stream it, right? So yeah, uh, you're going to get some behind-the-scenes antics with Paul. I'm just telling you, you he's <laughs> he's like me. He's a bit of a goof. So. Um, Matt Kelly uh, from the Horror Movie Night podcast and runs the Geekscape Network says, I know putting throwback films on VHS is a pretty popular move now. Have you considered that? Uh, that's true. There are movies. Um, I think we talked about Summer of 84, which is a, a, a film that came out a few years ago that kind of had that nostalgia feel to it. They would promote themselves by having a VHS, maybe limited version of the movie on VHS just for fans with the clamshell cover or the cardboard cover. You thought about maybe doing some exclusives like that or promoting yeah, it I have, upon release? I, yeah, I have thought about that, but um, it, it's not a, Wait, the, a reward right now. Uh, but I think, uh, I think the internet, I have thought about it. it. Oh, sorry. When all is said and done, like when the movie is finished, uh, uh, I, I am considering doing something like that. Uh, I'm kind of wondering if, should I, uh, should I also make it a four by three aspect ratio, you know, crop the, the sides <laughs> off? Um, let's do not it. Sure. I mean, okay. let's make it a Justice League. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I think I think on the Blu-ray, let's give that an option. A four three option could be hilarious. But please, Ben, don't shoot towards the four three. <laughs> Could oh, you no. imagine the, the scope of your movie if you're centering all your shots? You, <laughs> yeah, who would do, do that? that Could you imagine on a large scale? Anyway, yeah. pan, pan, just pan, just pan and scan it, pal. Pan and scan. <laughs> I always found pan and scan to be so brutal. Whenever you watch it, um, uh, let's see. We uh, Gregory Paul Smith. It seems like Gregory Paul Smith is going to become a geekscapist, Matt Kelly. I'm just saying. He just said he bought Evil Bong. On VHS, and, and if there's somebody who I know loves Full Moon, it's Matt Kelly, who's from our Horror Movie Night podcast. We have a we have like we have an 80, 80s action show on the Geekscape Network. We've got another trash cinema show on the Geekscape Network. On top of like our reputable shows, like One Hit Thunder about music, and our Fem uh, our Fem Regards female filmmaking show. We have some reputable shows, but I do think that our good friend Gregory Paul Smith is going to be a mainstay here on geekscape because we got lots of content for someone who bought evil bong on vhs you're one of us brother you're one of us um and chris robinson said i just finished willie's wonderland on vhs if you all don't know willie's wonderland i posted about it in the uh in the horror movie night podcast um facebook group because it popped up on my youtube as suggested it's nicholas cage basically in five nights uh, and like the 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 five nights at Freddy's or whatever that horror game is where he's stuck in like a, uh, you know, a kid's showbiz pizza and yeah, the showbiz pizza like turns evil and you've got Nicolas Cage fighting all the showbiz pizza animatronics as they go crazy. That's a movie called Willie's Wonderland. I got to watch it. And Christopher Robinson bought it on VHS. So man, that's the part of eighties nostalgia. I don't know if we want that part. (laughs) I don't know if we want that stuff. Don't you maybe, though? Maybe you talked about this. I don't know, but uh, what I love about Nick Cage is he gets a lot of flack. Well, in some circles, he gets flack for like just just taking whatever job him him and Bruce Willis. But I think uh, the difference there is no matter what Nick Cage is in, he's bringing his A game all the time, a hundred percent. He's acting his ass off, and uh, and you Nick gotta Cage appreciate that. He's, oh, he goes he, for it. He adapts to whatever the script is. And like, if it's a good script, then great. He'll be great in it. If it's a shit script, he'll be great in it, but he'll still be of that level. He's a bit water. Um, he will give you what you pay for. He's, not, he, he's going to show up. And he's as, as I think that Katie was going to say, he gives you 150%. 100%. David, Wilt, David Wilt on Facebook says, Willy Wonder, Willy's Wonderland sounds like 
the movie version of Westworld with Yul Brenner that they made out of the Michael Crichton book, which was obviously pre-Jurassic Park. Uh, we are old nerds here, David. We're old nerds. So um, when you say uh, Michael Crichton, we think definitely of Jurassic Park, of like Westworld and Drama Strain and those Michael Crichton books. But yeah, the Yul Brenner uh, Westworld. Remember they tried to remake Westworld, the film, and Schwarzenegger was attached to it for a long time. A little factoid for you, but yeah, Willy's Wonderland is basically Westworld with Nicolas Cage and Showbiz Pizza. Um, all right, Matt. Now, exactly. listen. I, I mentioned Matt Kelly, and now he's going all metaphorical. Listen to this nerd right here. He says VHS is so interesting in the sense that there's like hundreds of films that still only exist in that format. I mean, ninety-nine percent of it is video you're just, but you're talking about flipper still, at this point yeah. yeah this is this is this is what matt does all right he runs the podcast network we have a lot of shows here he also is horror movie night i can't get rid of the kid he probably he goes on these walks every day like he's getting fit it helps his positivity this is what he thinks about right here the boy walks around daydreaming of vhs movies if that is you and this is your first geekscape welcome home my children <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then David's also, back. What, he says, the- if you've ever seen the movie Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Nick Cage has a small appearance in the film. Yes, yes, he does. Yeah, Nick Cage, cool. Nick Cage is a working actor. And there is a really fascinating theory that uh, Keanu Reeves is Nick Cage, but come back in time and done his career correctly. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's a sci fi film that maybe Ben will make. I mean, not. why not? You know, <laughs> uh, it's fast. It's absolutely fascinating. The whole time travel thing. Anyway, that that aside, but this also kind of goes back to the the point of like, if you are willing to do something creatively, artistically, you have to be bold. You have you have to. And I I do love that about this network. I love that about like all of the people that are a big fan of the show that like watch and listen. Like you, you have to be bold. You have to make the thing that you are passionate about. And I love that this is this is a story that you've brought to us, Ben. That like we're so excited to see, and I cannot wait for everybody to to fund this fully so that we can see the full product of this um, because it's such a passionate. And I don't know, I don't know about you, London, but I love things with heart, and it is it feels like a movie that has so much heart. And I'm I'm excited nope. about this. I don't like heart at all. I want pain sense. and misery. Yep. yep. I, I'm like a god. I'm like, I'm like, uh, I'm basically the human equivalent of a hot topic. I just want things to be dark and broody. Nope. No, of course I like the heart. Of course I like the nostalgia. And, uh, of course I love independent filmmaking. So Geekscape is, I'm going to say it again, geekthemovie.com, support the Kickstarter, help my brother be in this film because it sounds awesome. Um, Ben, other thoughts from you? We kind of bulldozed you. I'm sorry, dude. Ben's just kind of watching the Jonathan (laughs) Katie show, and I apologize. Um, Oh, no. If there's one thing you want to leave the Geekscapers with, yeah. Oh, right. What's... uh, Uh, Yeah, go ahead. Well, uh, when when I did this uh, crowdfund, uh, I did... uh, I tried to make a point not to... uh, uh, not to ask for uh, favors, right? Uh, what what I want is I want to give you value. So I mean, if you look at this, uh, if you go look at the video and look at the page, and if it's something that you resonate with, something that you dig, then uh, that's that's all I want. So so just check it out, and um, and if that's your cup of tea, then that's great. So much the better. Well, Geekscapists, I'll say it again, geekthemovie.com. Support them. Uh, We're going to support them here. And um, you only got a few days. So if you're listening to this, jump on it, please. Um, Ben, thanks for coming on the show, dude. Um, Where can people follow you online? I know that there's a Twitter, uh, a Geek the Movie Twitter. Do you have your own social medias where we can follow up? After you do Geek, you'll maybe make make that sci-fi movie? Oh, yeah, I hope so. Uh, I don't. Uh, have a career i have a bucket list and uh, (laughs) and geeks at the top of the list but yeah there's a few more that i want to do before i i give it up so uh yeah there's uh the official facebook site which is uh kind of fun it's facebook.com forward slash geek the movie uh geek the movie.com right now it goes to the kickstarter eventually that'll be the official site if you want to bookmark it geek the movie.com and um and uh that's 
yeah, that's pretty much it. Oh, um, oh right. And, and there's Geek, a Twitter, oh, yeah. Geek the Movie. <laughs> Geek yeah, the Geek Movie the on movie. Twitter. <laughs> that's, the, that's the one we just shared uh, before yeah. the episode. Um, Geekscape is, I want to remind you that we have all those shows on the Geekscape Network. First, search for Geekscape on your favorite podcatcher and subscribe to Geekscape. Katie and I will be here pretty much every week bringing you news, reviews, conversations with people like Ben, uh, whether or not they come from the worlds of movies, comics, TV, video games. Uh, we just had a great video game episode last week. Um, we have all sorts of people on the show. You don't know really what you're going to get every time you download a Geekscape uh, podcast. And I think that's why we love doing it. So follow Geekscape on any of your social medias from Instagram to Twitter. We have Facebook page and Facebook group. We have the Twitch TV. Uh, Twitch is Geekscape TV. And um, yeah, just share it with your friends. We love celebrating storytelling and, and geekdom and all that here. Uh, that's what we built it for. That's what we do. That's what we're about. Thank you, Ben, for celebrating it with us this week. Thank you. Um, and again, go support Geek at geekthemovie.com. Um, Geekscape forever, over and out. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.